Are you tired of thinking you found the right partner only to find out you were wrong again? Are you having a tough time establishing a long-term relationship or building a family life that is thriving and enriching? Let relationship and family coaches Weldon and Debbie help you find that ideal mate or build the kind of relationship you've always wanted. Great relationships and families don't happen by chance, so don't take a chance with yours. Let Welton and Debbie equip you with techniques and provide guidance for establishing a solid foundation for dating, a long-term relationship, and a successful family life. Now, your coaching hosts, Uncle Weldon and Aunt Debbie. Welcome back, and thanks to those who listened to our first cast and provided feedback and told others about it. Now this week, we're going to be talking about Dating 101, how to find a great mate. And even if you're not at that stage in your relationship, we want you to continue listening until the end of this cast because we will be discussing an interesting question we received regarding honesty when dating. Now we want to remind you that it is not the intent of this broadcast or the guidance we provide to replace the services or treatment of a professional mental health provider. Now, last week, we talked about first things first, and the path to your new beginning begins with you. You must be willing to become a 2.0 version of yourself. You must be willing to change. It's like trying to put new wine into old wine skins. Let me explain. In ancient times, winemakers would allow their crushed grapes or grape juice to ferment in skins. And as the grapes fermented, they would release gases that would stretch those skins. And when it was time to make more wines, they couldn't put new wine into those old skins because those old skins had already been stretched from the first batch of, of wine that they put in them. So it's the same way with your life. If you're trying to put a new person into an old mentality, where that old mentality has been stretched to its ends already, and if you try to put a new personality into it or a new relationship into that old mindset, it's going to be too much for it and it's going to cause a rip somewhere. So if you're going to start with yourself, you have to start with the right mindset, a new mindset, and then your new relationship will fit comfortably within that new mindset. For example, I told you last week that when I went on vacation, I like to have everything planned out. And I was the type of person that was rigid in my schedule and wanted to know everything in advance. Well, when Debbie and I began to date and I had only known her a, a week or two, I believe it was, when she told me that her and, a, and some friends were going to be going on a ski trip to Denver. Now, the old me would have said, OK, well, I'll see you when you get back. But she invited me to the trip. So this was a real test for me and the new 2.0 version of myself. But it was something that I needed to do if I wanted to have that new type of personality, that new type of life that I had desired to have. Then this was something that was important to me. And I agreed to go. And, you know, it took a lot of work. It pushed me out of my comfort zone, but it was rewarding in the end. I got a chance to meet some great new friends and Debbie got a chance to see me in an environment that she had not seen me in before and get a chance to spend a lot of time with me and see how I interacted with others. 
One of the other things we talked about last week was the importance of honesty. See, the enemy of honesty can be rationalization and justification. Let me define rationalization. Rationalization is a defense mechanism that involves the justification of an unacceptable behavior, thought, or feeling in a logical manner, avoiding the truth like not embracing character flaws as though they are part of your DNA. You know, I've heard some people say, my mama got a hot temper, her mama had a hot temper, my grandfather had a hot temper, so that means I have to have a hot temper, or I have a hot temper. No, those are character flaws. That has something to do with anger and anger management. That's not a part of who you are. That is something that can be changed, and you have to be willing to make that change. Now, how many times have you heard it said or even said it yourself? There are no more good men or women out there or all the good men or women out there are married or dead. (laughs) Maybe you just need help finding that person that's right for you. You know, sort of like finding a good fishing hole. Uh, It's always good to have someone that can tell you where a good fishing hole is at. That way you don't spend a whole lot of time in trying to find one. Or it's like finding that great sale. I know many of you, when you find a great sale, you like to share that with your friends because you don't want them to miss out on the good thing that you've found. And like a great sale, they're usually advertised. And that's the same thing that you have to do for yourself. Advertise. How many of your friends, your co-workers, your family members even know one that you're looking for a date or a mate? The another good thing to do is to have a cheerleader in your corner. Dating can be difficult. I know in my situation, I had um, my sister actually and a few friends, but particularly my sister who was there in my corner. She knew what I was doing and she was there to keep me motivated and encouraged to keep going and know that after the first date, you know, it didn't work the way I wanted it to didn't mean that it was going to be the end. So she continued to encourage me and cheer me on. There's a common cliche that is often used in business, and that is failing to plan is like planning to fail. No one goes into a relationship or start dating planning to fail. But if you haven't planned to enter into a relationship or or have a strategy for dating, chances are you're going to fail. Finding a great mate can happen by chance, but it's very rare when it does happen. Now, dating must be deliberate and you have to be committed to the process. And like the old cliche goes that has been attributed to a lot of famous people like Henry Ford or Jesse Potter or Susan Jeffries and even Tony Robbins. And that is, if you keep doing the same things you used to do, you're going to keep getting the same results that you've been getting. So you have to have a plan when you're looking to date and enter into a relationship. And preparing to date should be just like looking for a job and all of the things and all of the processes and preparation that you do for looking for a job. You should put that much effort and process and planning into dating. Usually when you're looking for a job, you have some idea of the type of job you would like and the type of industry you'd like to work in. You also know things about yourself that will be beneficial to a company. And once you've landed that interview, you get prepared for it. You know how you're going to dress for this interview. You know something about the company. You have thought about what your attributes are. 
You're also aware of your challenges and you are prepared to share how you are overcoming them. So before you begin the dating process, you need to have a plan in place. You need to have a strategy, techniques on what you're going to do on this date. And the first thing you start off with is by determining the type of person that you want to be with. And this goes back to what kind of person are you? For example, if you desire to be with an athletic, outgoing person, then you need to be an athletic, outgoing person. Or else when that person wants to do athletic things or go and take hikes or do things outside, and that's not who you are, then there's going to be some conflicts. Or you can't desire to be with the person that is very spontaneous and you not be spontaneous. Because when that person at the last minute wants to do something and you need to plan things out first, then that's going to create a conflict as well. So that's part of being honest with yourself, uh, determining what kind of person do you want to be with and knowing that you need to be that same type of person. There's an old saying, birds of the feather flock together, which simply means people with the same types of characters or attributes usually do well together. If you're loving, kind, compassionate, considerate, thoughtful, and reliable. And then there's another saying, opposites attract. Well, they do. However, after a while, the charge dies down. So you have to be honest with yourself or you could be doing you and the other person a disservice. It's also important to determine before you go on a date what is important to you and what are deal breakers. For instance, if that person you're dating smokes or if they drink, if they drink heavily or if they just drink wine. Also, the use of profanity. These are things that you're going to have to determine ahead of time are important to you. And if it's not something that you desire to have in a mate, be honest with yourself and don't waste your time or that person's time if you know it's going to be something that is going to aggravate you. Little annoyances now at the beginning of a relationship or a date will become big annoyances later on if you should become more familiar with that person and even enter into a long-term relationship. Little things will become big things like how a person laughs or how loud they laugh or how they chew their food if they smack when they chew or if they slurp when they drink their, their water or their drink those kind of things may seem minor and even cute early in a relationship or on a date but those things can start to get on your nerve the more time you spend with a person even spontaneity can become an issue if that's the way you always do things and there's no types of plan in place. You're just going to go as the wind goes. Initially, that may seem exciting and it may seem like that's the type of life that you want to live. But later on, you're going to want some type of structure uh, with the things that you do. A few of my deal breakers was one with family relationships. I have a huge family and we have great family ties and we do a lot together. We have family dinners. We travel together. And the person that I date would have to be open to those kind of things and not just open to it, that they already had that type of relationship with their own family. Another thing is relationship with Christ. I wanted to be with a person who had their own personal relationship with Christ 
and not only had that relationship, but lived out a Christian lifestyle because it's one thing to talk about it and it's a whole nother thing to be about it or to actually exhibit what it looks like to be a Christian. And that's not being judgmental on others, but it's about being honest with yourself. And those things were important to us and we were being honest with ourselves that that's what we wanted to have in a mate. So whatever is important to you, be honest with yourself. And when you're dating someone, be honest with them about what you desire in a mate. Another thing you should do is jot down some questions that you'd like to ask of the other person. Because once you get into the flow of talking and you're looking into that person's eyes and you're mesmerized <laughs> by their beauty or, or how handsome they are, you're going to forget a lot of things. And if there are some things that you know are important that you want to ask this person, jot them down. Jot them down on a piece of paper. Uh, put them in your phone so that they'll pop up as a text or as a reminder, but jot it down. Think through the process before you get into the date. Now, you don't necessarily have to jot them down on a piece of paper, but you can have your mental notes and be prepared to ask those questions. You can also bounce your questions off of your cheerleader. Like I said before, I had my sister in my corner. So before going on the date, those things that I thought I wanted to ask, I can ask those questions to her or I can have her give me some feedback on the questions that I plan to ask. For me, I had to write them down and carry them with me, but I had them in my phone as a note and Periodically throughout the conversation, I would just look down at my phone to remember what it was I wanted to ask. I remember later on, after Debbie and I had been together for a while, she didn't see anything at the time, but she felt like she was on a job interview because of all of the questions I was asking her, and it seemed to be so direct. Yes, I may have been a, a little too focused on getting my questions out, and hopefully I allowed her to talk and to respond in a proper way and have her opportunity to ask me questions. But these were things that were important to me, and, and so I, I wrote them down, and I wanted to ensure that I asked them during the first date and, and not get back home later and say, oh, man, I wished I would have asked her this, or I wished I would have asked her that. So asking some of the appropriate or the right questions in the first date will allow you to make that decision whether or not there should be a second date. Determining how you're going to dress is also important because just like with a job interview, you want to dress appropriately for the job. And in dating, you don't want to dress in a way that may cause your date to think of you in a way that you don't desire to be thought of. In other words, don't dress provocatively if you don't want to be thought of in that sense. Surely you want to be attractive to the other person. But if you want that person to respect you and think of you in the way that you think of yourself, then dress accordingly. If you're going to be going to a sporting event, then don't dress like you're going to church. If you're going to be going to church, don't dress like you're going to a sporting event. But if you're going to the movies or if you're just going out to dinner, then dress appropriately. But ensure that you're going to dress in a way that that person is not going to think negatively of you. Dress in a way that will appropriately represent who you are. So here's some guidance on where you should meet for a first date. 
You can go out for coffee on a first date. That's an easy, intro, relaxed environment where just the simple thing, you can hear each other. Sometimes we choose first dates like a movie, and in a movie environment, you don't really have that opportunity to get to know a person. But if you sit and you're in a place where you can have coffee, you can hear one another, you can exchange good conversation, and it minimizes distractions. On Weldon and I's first date, we did meet at a restaurant and it was in the evening and it actually did pose a few problems for us because it was really loud in the restaurant and there was some distractions. Now we did get enough conversation in that landed me a second date, or I should say landed him a second date. Um, but the second date we met in an environment that was relaxed and conducive for having good conversation and getting to know one another. So meeting for coffee can be part of your exit strategy. If you get to a date and you realize that this person is just not the kind of person that you want to go on a second date or to have a long-term relationship, then have an exit strategy where you'll spend a good 15, 20 minutes having coffee and then after that it's over. So choosing the environment can be important. You don't want to get into an awkward situation where you're with your committed to being with someone for three or four hours and you really only want to be there three or four minutes. Now let's talk about the different places that people meet and the different ways that they meet that'll have some impact on your dating relationship or how you should go forward in a relationship. There are far too many places and situations that people meet, so we're not going to try to cover them all, but there are some guidelines that you should still have in place when meeting people and deciding to go out on a date. Now, through the research that we did and from talking with family and friends and acquaintances, the most common place that people meet other people and decide to date is through family and friends or at events where family and friends are gathered. And this is because you would hope that the person that a family member or friend would introduce to you is not someone that they think will hurt you or not be good for you. And it's almost like having a personal reference. If that person is at a particular event and someone knows them, uh, then you do have a base to start with where you can ask questions about this person from your family or your friend. And even though you meet someone through your family or your friends or even at a church does not mean that you should let your guards down and automatically know that you can trust this person. You still have to use all your fundamental dating principles. Now let's talk about a particular form of dating that is very popular today. And that is online dating through either a dating website, a dating app or social media. So just let me give you some nerdy facts right now about online dating. There are approximately 7,500 dating websites around the world. And there are over 2,500 of them in the United States alone. Now, many of you may not know it, but the first dating website was registered in 1995. That's 24 years ago. But for so long, dating websites had a stigma because of online scams and and how people were using it to mislead others about themselves. Now, there are dating websites for almost every category of people you can imagine. There's Match.com. Now, that's for the general population. There's eHarmony. It's for Christians. 
There's even farmers only. And that's pretty self-explanatory. Then we have black people meet. And then there's Zeusk. That's worldwide dating. And I'm going to just add to that one is, is if you're going in and you're thinking about dating and you're meeting someone on a platform that is worldwide, then there has to be some consideration given that someone's going to be traveling for dates or someone's going to be moving if this relationship should flourish. And then there's our time. This is a website that is used for people that are over 50. There's also a website that is used by those looking for people with college degrees that is called Elite. And then there's Flirty Cuties that are used by younger people that are looking for other younger people that they can have engaging conversations with. Now, because of the sophistication of the algorithms that dating website uses now, it's, it's hard for someone to totally present themselves in a false way. So it makes it safer and more legitimate to use this form of meeting people. But we want to add, it's okay to meet people through an online source, but you still need to date in person. Because the key to forming a long-term relationship is getting to know someone. And the best way to get to know someone is to spend time with them. Anyone can be on their best behavior for a short period of time or when they're with you because everyone wants to put forth a good image when they first meet someone or when they're trying to impress someone. But when you spend time with a person in various situations and notice how they deal with other people or how they respond to certain incidents that may occur, you really get to know them. And eventually you'll get to see the real them. This may come as a shock to some of you, but Debbie and I met through an online dating website. Now, this was a little more than 11 years ago. And at that time, dating websites still had somewhat of a stigma attached to it. So when people would ask us, <laughs> where did we meet? We would say we met through a mutual friend called Dale. And we were really talking about a Dale computer. It's not that we were trying to deceive people, but at that time, the online dating experience was still somewhat new to a lot of people that we associated with, and it was hard for us to explain to them the whole process. So in order for us to move to the part where they really wanted to know about how did we get to know each other and all that we did in our relationship during our dating phase, we just quickly went through that part and just said we met through a mutual friend called Dale, and then we go on and tell them about our dating process. Now, although Debbie and I met online, we dated in person and we spent a lot of time together. We would go to public functions together. We'd engage in private functions together where it was just friends and family. We would also go on short overnight trips. This enabled us to spend a lot of time together and get to know one another in various situations and around different people. So online dating can be a, a great way to meet someone, but still all of the principles and the guidelines that we talked about earlier needs to be exercised in that dating relationship. So what I want to do is share some tips with you when you're out on a date, some things to look for. So one of them is to be observant of how your date treats himself or herself. 
If that person is being rude and ugly with other people that you're coming into contact with, eventually that's how that person may treat you. And on the other hand, if the person is being polite, nice, and kind with those people that you're interacting with, then that may be how they will treat you. Also, accept the fact that you cannot change people. So while you're dating and you notice that there's a lot of things about this person that may be going against your principles or your uh, deal breakers, know that you can't change that individual, accept that and then move on. And as you're having conversation with a person on a date and you're doing a lot of the talking and a lot of the disclosure, and then that person's not saying anything about themselves or who they are, be careful with that because then you're the one who's putting yourself all out there, but you're not really getting to know anything about the individual. Also in your conversation, consider if a person takes responsibility for they're part of a failed relationship or if they're always blaming others for their life situations or the way a relationship didn't turn out but it was all the other person's fault and remember your deal breakers one of my deal breakers was not just dating a person for the sake of long-term dating i wanted a committed relationship I had an end game in mind and that was marriage. So if I was dating someone and I heard in their conversation that that was not their intent for dating, then I had to accept that. So it's important to mention up front that part of what you're looking for in a relationship is to get married. And if the other person expresses that that's not what they desire to do, be honest with yourself and don't waste their time or yours. Now I'm going to share something that I feel really strongly about. And so when you see certain behaviors, it is time to run. I do mean run. If you are dating someone and you are seeing explosive anger outbursts, uh, they seem very distrustful, if they are showing signs of jealousy, if they are speaking to you in a way that seemed condescending, it might be time for you to implement that exit strategy. You see, violent tendencies that build over time are usually directed towards people that are closest to you. And remember what Debbie said earlier about changing people. If you think that that person's going to change when you all are together in a long-term relationship, it's probably not going to happen. Sure, people can change, but don't think that you're going to be the change agent. You're taking a big gamble by entering into a relationship knowing that that person already has those tendencies. Now, there's a lot more that can be said about this particular topic, but we're going to close it out right here. And if you should have any specific questions that you want us to answer or a particular topic you want us to address, send us an email and we will do it on one of our future broadcasts. But now let's get to the question that we received. So the question that we receive is actually a two-part question. And the first part of this question is, how honest should you be with the person you're dating? Honesty is important, so you should always be honest. But you're not obligated to tell them everything. That comes with trust. 
And trust is something that must be earned. So if someone asks you something that you don't want to answer or you don't feel comfortable talking about a particular subject with them, then be candid with them and let them know, I don't feel comfortable right now discussing that with you or I don't trust you enough right now to discuss that with you. And they'll have to respect that. The second part of this question is, how much should you tell a person about yourself while dating? Well, being honest is one thing, but you don't have to give all of the details about your past or about the question that a person is asking you. You can give a person a general response and still be honest. Yeah, it's known as TMI or too much information, and it can work against you. Just like a job interview, you don't want to reveal things that are not beneficial to the relationship or that could be detrimental to your opportunities for employment. So when someone asks you a question, you don't want to just go blah and you expel it all to them uh, and, and tell them every little intricacy of, of your life. No, you can be honest and you can tell them some things that are really important. For example, if they've asked you if you've been married before or if you have children, well, yes, that's okay to be honest with them. But you don't have to share with them the intricacies of why your marriage ended or even about your children. But you can be honest and tell them, yes, I have been married before or yes, I do have children. Now, there's a difference between honest and being secretive. If a person asks you whether or not you've been married in the past or if you have children and you decide that you're not going to disclose that information at all, and there's an intent to deceive them, well, that's being deceitful and that's not being honest at all. There'll be time for finding out more about a person as you spend more time together. But when you're on that first date uh, or you're just meeting someone, don't feel obligated to tell your whole story to them, but do be honest and do be candid and respect their honesty and candor as well. That's all for now. Join our next broadcast where we will be discussing dating with a purpose and building a strong relationship. And remember to become a follower of this podcast and send us your questions and comments. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We hope you found it informative and encouraging and we'd like to get your feedback. Whether you're listening on iTunes or on podbean.com, you can write a review about today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast and tell your family, friends, and colleagues about it. We appreciate your help. If you have a topic or question you would like us to discuss on one of our shows, send it to us by email at axweldonanddebbyatoutlook.com. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Axe Uncle Weldon and Aunt Debbie about dating, relationships, and family. God's blessings to you. Goodbye. <laughs>